back to kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. All right, we are back. And, you know, it's funny, Booms. The minute we, we, we start to publicly say we're good at this, a few mistakes were made. Not, as Scones put it, our producer, you know, it's not your typical uh, nine or ten win week. I go, Brian. That's not supposed to be typical. <laughs> this is hard. Yeah, it is hard, um, especially when some of these games are weird and you don't know who's playing. And now all of a sudden, this late in the season, Mike, and I'm sure you scour all the NFL news like I do, you just never know who's going to find themselves on the right. injured list and who teams is shutting down and who's not going to play anymore and who's protecting themselves for next year's free agency. We still have quality records. I'm 122 and 95. Booms is 116 and 100. If that ain't good enough for you, take it down the street. Let's get to the picks. Picks of the week. Okay, as Boomer said, you've got motivational factors, you've got injuries, you've got firings, we got all kinds of stuff. And we start out with one of those injuries. Eagles laying five and a half against the Saints. What do we do here? You know, I, I think they're going to start Gardner Minshew. Like I told you earlier in the show, I, I don't think that they're being totally uh, transparent when it comes to Tua. I mean, Tua, when it comes to Jalen Hurts' shoulder injury or his clavicle or his collarbone, however you want to describe it. So uh, I think the uh, the Saints defense is still a, a pretty formid- formidable group. Uh, I think the Eagles, however, are flying. And after coming off of that embarrassing loss, giving up all those points to the Cowboys. I think they cinched the deal here. I'm going to take I'm going to take the Eagles. I'll lay in the five and a half points. And I think Gardner Minshew, like I said, channels his inner Nick Foles and leads the Eagles to the number one seed uh, in the NFC. One note, and it may not sway you, but in the act of transparency, booms the line has while we're talking. Uh, it is clicked to six. If you don't want to lay the six, you can flip the pick. But I want to I want to be totally upfront with you. Uh, you know, I still think I'm going to lay the six. Okay. I'm going to listen. I think they win. I'm with you. Superior team. I got to take the six points here though. I just, I have to, it's December. That's a lot of points. I'll I'll take the six, but I think the Eagles win game two lions bears. I don't know what that was from the lions last week, but the lions are laying six. Talk to me. Yeah. You know, this is another game where, uh, you know, the bears defense is, is not a great defense at all. Uh, they play better outside than they do inside. I think the Lions, again, you know, they're coming off of a, an embarrassing loss. I mean, they got steamrolled last week. And maybe they'll get steamrolled again by Justin Fields. But Justin has been unable to put four full quarters together of this incredible athleticism that we're seeing. I think the Lions bounce back here again. And uh, I'm going to lay the six points and I'll take the home team in what I think is going to be an explosion for them on offense. Yeah, I, I, listen, I'll tell you one thing. If you really wanted to bet in this game, I would say just take the over 52. I think it's going to be an, an absolute fiesta of touchdowns. But Fields is, has said it, and so have the Bears coaching staff. He wants the rookie rushing record. The kid is out here just making plays. I'll take the six. Maybe we get a late backdoor cover. Game three, this is the scariest game of the week. Bucks laying three against the gritty, gutty Panthers. I'll take the three points and I'll take the Panthers. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love the Panthers. I love the fact that I'm thinking that Sam Darnold's going to be Tom Brady. Who would have ever thought that? Never. Think about think just think about all those games that you were thinking. Okay, Sam Darnold was going to be the heir apparent in the AFC East, and it turned out to be Josh Allen. Anyway, 
Um, I for, for whatever reason, I'm talking about momentum here. Momentum is on the side of Steve Wilkes. It's on the side of their running game. It's on the side of their defense, who has been opportunistic. And I hate the way the Bucs have been playing. And I've been saying all year long that I think that they're the one team that's going to come out of the, the NFC South. They may do it with a losing record just simply because of the greatness of Tom Brady. Well, I'm off of that train, and I am now on the Steve Wilkes train. And I hope he makes it because I want to see David Tepper fire this guy if this, if this coach makes the playoffs this year. Oh, that'd be a disgrace. That'd be a disgrace. Come on, you traded the all-pro back, you traded a wide out, you cut the quarterback, and this guy drags this team over the finish line, and then you clip him? That's a disgrace. I mean, how, could you, how could you not be rooting for Steve Wilkes and the Panthers? I am, but here's, <laughs> all right, here's my problem. Okay. This is still, you were the man who said to me so many times, Michael, I am not going against Tom Brady. This is Sam Darnold on the road in December, chips down against Tom Brady. Oh, God. I am, I'm flying right into this, aren't I? I'm taking the box. Oh, okay. This is horrible. All right. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm flying right into it. All right, the next game, oh. literally, I, you could flip a coin here. Chiefs laying 12.5 against the Broncos, who are being coached by a guy holding a stopwatch, a game analyst. Yes, exactly. Uh, boy, this is going to be interesting. Um what do you do here? I, you don't. You, you know. You know. You flip a coin is what you do. Um, you don't bet this game, people. That's what you don't do. Right. But I. I, I mean, it's a division game. Uh, the, the Broncos are coming off of that embarrassing Christmas Day performance at the Rams. I, I don't like who the Broncos are. I don't like where their organization is. Everybody knows. Everybody's getting blown out of there. The entire coaching staff's getting blown out of there. Uh, maybe the general manager and his staff is going to get blown out of there as well. I think this is like business decision Sunday when it comes to the Broncos, and that's why I'm mm. going to lay the points and I'm going to take the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I, normally, I would never lay 12 and a half points this late in the season. And remember, Chiefs Broncos. I had the Broncos a few weeks ago. They always play close, but I think Booms gives you the insight here. This isn't a normal thing. So them having one score games, 13 of the last 14, it may not apply. The Broncos may just lay down, and as he put it, business decisions are made. I'll take the Chiefs, but I would never. I wouldn't put a dollar on this. This is ridiculous. Uh, Giants laying five and a half against the Colts. Come on. Oh, man. You know, I, Come love, on. I love the Giants in this game. And, yes. I, and the reason I love the Giants in this game is because living here in New York, you can feel the momentum and you can feel like the, the winds have started to blow in the favor of Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones played a hell of a game in Minnesota last week, and it was unfortunate that he got beat by a 61-yard field goal. But, you know, that's the way this this league is these days. I, I Watching the Colts under Jeff Saturday, it leaves a lot to be desired. And Nick Foles is going to be the quarterback. Of course, he's you know used to the NFC East being a Philadelphia Eagle about 100 years ago when he took him to the Super Bowl. But I just think this is the Giants. This is the Giants' time. It's Brian Dayball's time. I'm going to take the Giants. I think they win like a 24, like, you know, 14 games, something like that. It's not going to be high scoring, but I do think that they win and cover. Oh, thank God. I, just come on one time, man. And you know what? <laughs> let me say, let me just say this. This is important. Last week, even in a loss, I came away encouraged. And I'll tell you this. I am sold on Daniel Jones coming back. I have so much respect for that performance on the road, down all day, no receivers. Come on. One time in that giant erector set in the swamp. I hear, the, fan, in I the, hear swamp. the giant fan coming through the microphone. 
Don't listen. Christmas Eve, we had to reroute our attitudes. That game almost broke my father. <laughs> Giants minus five and a half. All Let's right. Go. By the by the way, just just to make it simple for the Giants and their fan base, there are seven different ways, seven that they can get into the playoffs. The most important one is win and you are in. That's all you That's need to it. know. Yes. It's an A and B conversation. The other six scenarios can see their way out. Jags laying four and a half. At the Texans, remember, Jags have nothing to play for. Yeah, and I, the one thing about Lovey Smith, he's got the Texans playing. You know, I mean, for the most part, they have given everybody uh, some trouble. They've run the ball. I'm, and, yeah, they have. I mean, they've kept games close, another division game. Again, without knowing what Doug Peterson is ultimately going to do, does he pull uh, Trevor Lawrence in the second half? You know, all of these things are on the table. That's why I'm going to take the Texans because they're yes. a team – that is going to be playing much like they have played for the last month. I'm proud of you, man. That's a hideous pick. It's in my wheelhouse. Give me the four and a half. Because uh, you know what could happen? They could play their starters in the first half and go, okay, everybody got their legs warm. We're good. And all of a sudden, it's the B squad in the second half. I'm taking the Texans. Atlanta. This is a game that should not be televised. Atlanta laying three against the Cards. Sounds like McCoy's back. McSorley out. Don't know if anybody cares. Go yeah, ahead. I, you know what? Uh, ma- ma- major changes coming to uh, Arizona, by the way. You know, we're talking about Denver. We're talking about Indianapolis and in those situations. But major changes coming here. I'm going to take the Falcons just simply because I like Arthur Smith better as a coach than I do Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, and they pound a rock. It's, it's just this consistent calling card. They run the ball against everybody. I'll take Atlanta as well. Commanders. By the way, shout out Boompa. He tipped America off. He knew Wentz was playing last week. Commanders minus one and a half with Carson Wentz hosting the Browns. Ugh. Wow. Okay, so for the Washington <laughs> Commander fans out there, this is what has to happen. You win, Seattle loses, Detroit loses, and Green Bay a loss or a tie, and you guys are in. So, but you got to win. That's the ultimate thing. You got to, you got to, you got to win and try to keep pushing it forward. And I like the fact that they're going back to Carson Wentz. This is one of the reasons why they traded him. So let's see if he can make amends for the last two games that he had last year in Indianapolis, in which those games were lost. So I, I think the Commanders uh, show up big here. I think that they're going to not only uh, cover this number, but I think they'll beat the Browns by a touchdown or more. I'll take it. Here's the thing, people. It's, if, if they do this right, it shouldn't come down to Wentz. They want to run it, and I could pretty much line up Boomer in the backfield. He could grab 40 <laughs> yards against the Browns. Yeah, okay. Patriots laying three against the Dolphins. It's the Teddy Covers show. That's right. Now, for the Miami Dolphin fans out there, Miami wins. New, Jer- New-, New York Jets lose to San- uh, Seattle. Uh, you make it in. That's all you really need to know. But if you are a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, you are rooting for the New England Patriots, believe it or not. Uh, and I'm rooting for the Patriots. I think the Patriots win this game. They're laying yep. three. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater in the cold weather. I like the way the Patriots defense still plays tough. They played tough in the second half last week against yep. the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. They got torn up in the first half, but that's not going to happen with Teddy Bridgewater, a quarterback. I'll take the Patriots to lay the three points. Patriots spot here. I'm with you. All right. This might be my favorite game of the week. Jets laying one and a half in Seattle. Mike White's back. Mike White is back. Jets have got to win this game, and they got to hope that, uh, you know, that Miami somehow beats New England because the Jets have got to stay away from a tiebreaker scenario with the New England Patriots. I'm going to take the Jets over the Seattle Seahawks. I think Mike White leads them to victory. I love the Jets in this game. I think Seattle's out of gas. Leagues figured them out. 
Niners laying nine and a half facing Vegas. And congratulations if you had Jared Stidham on your bingo board. Remember, we were just talking about, you know, Derek Carr getting injured and the $40 million guaranteed if he's on the roster after the Super Bowl and all that other stuff. Well, look at who they're playing. They're playing the 49ers. It makes complete sense to me to throw Jared Stidham out there to the Lions, if you will. I mean, because that's exactly what this is going to be. I I look for like six or seven sacks in this game. Jared Stidham's going to be under constant pressure. I'm taking the 49ers, and I'll lay the number. I have to take the Niners because here's the other part. I wonder how much of that locker room Devontae Adams speaks for regarding the Derek Carr dismissal, and you can't be happy in that room. That's my guess. I'll lay the nine and a half. All right, this game requires 10 seconds of analysis. Chargers laying six and a half against the Rams. You know, I know Baker Mayfield has got a little bit of a buzz going around him right now, but I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going to lay the six and a half. I am. I'm sorry. I am. It's a battle of L.A. You know, it's big. It's big out there. You know, all the fans out there are going to be clamoring for tickets to this game. If a tree falls in the woods and no one's around (laughs) to hear it, does it make a sound? No one even knows this game's going on in La La Land. Here's the the other thing. I'm going to say this. I'm going to switch to the Rams, and I'm going to switch to the Rams for this reason. Because the Chargers are already in the playoffs, I don't know how uh, they're going to handle their entire you know roster, who's playing, and how long they're playing for. So I'll, I'll take the Rams here. My man, that's the power of persuasion, people. You just talk through things. Rams, Chargers as a favorite? No, we don't do such things on this show. Rams getting six and a half. Uh, Packers laying three and a half to the Vikings. I'll keep it quick. That looks weird. No, I'll tell you what. I'm taking the Packers, man. The Packers are surging here the last few weeks. This is going to be outdoors. Uh, You know, I I don't know how Minnesota's going to play here. I I have no idea. Their defense is not very good. We all know that. They're horrible. And and I do think, even though this this game's going to be close, this is going to be a close game, and it's probably going to be like a 31-27 game, 27-24 game, something like that. And I know it's three and a half points, but I have to stay with the home team. I'm with you. And and look, I, I don't I don't want your radio partner at WFAN to be upset when I say this, Gio, uh, who's excellent. He is a Vikings guy. Yes. The Vikings are frauds. Packers lay the three and a half. Okay. Uh, <laughs> love you, Gio. Ravens laying three, hosting the Steelers. Oh, I Exciting. love that. I love this game. I love this game because it harkens back to when it was Brian Billick and Bill and uh, Bill Cowher. You know, these guys hated each other. These two teams hate each other. I love where the Steelers are. I love the fact that Kenny Pickett has come back. He's not turning the ball over. There's a belief in him. And I think Mike Tomlin wants it more than anybody. He wants to remain. And remember, you know, in order to be able to say that we're still in the playoff hunt, you need the Patriots to beat Miami so they stay alive Sunday night. I'm going with the Steelers. I just want to take a deep breath as I do this. God, I don't want to watch the Steeler offense. I will take the Steelers. People, we have the best of the best of the best of the best of the best. My favorite game of the year, power rankings, and more. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenny.